0: Now, if you missed it last week, we had a really interesting and important discussion. Joining us last week, but it was Christmas time, so you may have missed it, was Crystal Churcher, who is the chair of the Association of Alberta Childcare Entrepreneurs, which Uh, Represents thousands, actually 20,000, 20,000 different child care centers in the province. And her statement, which got some of you concerned, was if something doesn't change in Alberta, child care centers in this province are at risk of closing. Here's a little of what she had to say We have been
1: reducing our fees
0: for parents, which is amazing
1: news for families and and completely well deserved for Albertans. However, that difference in parent fees is funded by the government, that's the $10 a day program. That money that is funded back to operators doesn't get back into our bank accounts for you know 40 to 45 days after. So previously we would bill parents for childcare fees for the first of the month. Um, we'd have access to that revenue to be able to pay for rent and wages, insurance, you know, utilities, all of the things that are due on the first of the month. Now, um, you know, with the increase in in this new newest phase of our agreement, a lot of families are not paying anything. Um, Childcare is down to zero or $15 a day. So the only money that your operator is getting on the first of the month is coming from what's left of those parent fees. The rest they can't claim until after the month has ended so we put our claims in for january we would be putting our claims in the first week of february for that revenue we claim it claim it to the government they fund it back to us but it takes usually you know five to ten business days after that so we've carried those costs for 40 to 45 days um i think that operators were struggling to be able to do that for the last two years at, at covering about 50 percent of those costs um but now with this new increase we're we're looking at only having access to maybe 20% of our revenue for the first
0: of the month. Now, that's Crystal Churcher, chair of the Association of Alberta Childcare Entrepreneurs. Really appreciative today and really thankful that joining us is Minister of Children and Family Services, Cyril Turton. Thank you so much for joining us, Minister
2: happy to be here happy new year
0: happy new year to you as well now you're obviously thinking because we were talking about this on the show earlier that you can still say happy new year on january 3rd so if you're good with it i'm good with it
2: I'm totally okay. I'm looking forward to 2024.
0: Well, okay, so let's go back and you give me your side, the Alberta government side of the story. So, Crystal Churcher, representing 20,000 child care centers, is saying there are so many different little problems building up here. She fears that these child care centers are going to start to close, and clearly that would be a huge problem for our families and our economy.
2: Yeah, so I guess there's a couple points. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, Alberta has really begun the process uh, to transform the early child care uh, sector. Uh, we are going from primarily a parent-funded system to a government-funded system. There have been absolute billions of dollars invested into the system. Uh, this has resulted in child care fees uh, dropping uh, considerably for many families. I mean, uh, prior to the agreement being signed with the federal government, it was quite common for some families to be paying close to fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 per child per month. Uh, that, that's a big cost, and it prevents a lot of incredible moms and dads from entering the workforce or at least having a choice to enter the workforce. And so really uh, due to the work that our our government has done over the last couple of years, parents have been able to realize significant savings. And with the amount of uh, space creation grants that have, put, that have been also uh, put in place, uh, there are operators from all over the province flooding to join the system, expand their operations. You don't have to go to a um, very far before you see child care wait lists at your local child care center showing that parents are interested in this programming uh, program entering the system and uh, you know I, I can see that there are some challenges as anytime you have a large scale system transformation like this uh, we're working with our with our operators to address many of those challenges uh, for the last couple months we've been having cost control framework discussions with operators right across the entire province both from the for-profit side as well as the non-profit side to kind of get their input about how we can continuously improve the system i know we're going to be doing a parental engagement um, session over the next month or two as well to kind of get the feedback from parents about what they can expect from their local child care operations um, this is a big big work in progress and one that i'm very excited to be able to tackle but I just know from the conversations I've had with um, operators all over the province, as well as families, there's a lot of positivity about where the system is going. Granted, we we do and are going to have to continuously improve the system to kind of address some of those challenges that some operators are facing. But but overall, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the direction we're going.
0: Joining us, by the way, is Minister of Children and Family Services, Cyril Turton, who is responding to concerns by the Association of Alberta Childcare Entrepreneurs that because of certain flaws in the system, I guess we would call them, or, or bumps, there are child care centers saying, we might not be able to keep going. I mean, one of the things they discussed was if you sign the agreement to sign on for the ten dollar a day childcare, and let's let's be honest here, that's mind blowing because when my son was in daycare, as you said, we were spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year. It was astronomical to put him in daycare so that I could go to work every day. But what the concern is is they want to be able to increase their fees and charge parents a little bit more or somehow get more money into the system because with inflation and coming back from the pandemic they're just not pulling in enough money so is that a concern you're hearing on the minister side
2: well it is something that we have heard about and that's why this year uh, we did allow child care operations to be able to increase their um, their base rate by up to six percent to help cover those costs of doing business and take into consideration inflationary increases i know over the last 12 months um you know since january 2022 uh, we've we've invested over 15.7 million dollars in transition grants to help out operators as well as an additional 32.8 million dollars about additional one-time grants to help uh, alleviate many of the concerns that operators have faced and have stated to us that was uh, preventing them from a- a continuously increasing their uh, their capacity size. And I would say that from my conversations, while I appreciate and-, and respect that, you know, we still have a long ways to go, the very fact that we have operators all over the province flooding the ministry with requests to expand their operations, either to expand their existing child care centers or else open up new ones to address and to be able to take care of the uh, increasing demand from parents wanting to take advantage of these uh, subsidized daycare costs shows that the system is working. We are on the right path to be able to provide uh, safe, inclusive, high quality child care for our families. And uh, we'll continuously meet with the operators uh, to look at ways to improve the system. I know um, uh, Ms. Ms. Archer, she did talk about uh, a couple of these Those issues, but I know there's other ones being brought up as well with our cost control framework discussions. We're going to address those. We're going to take care of those. And and we're going to make sure that our mixed market system here in the province of Alberta, which is very unique um, here in Alberta compared to other provinces, continues to be supported and continues to, to ensure that we can provide those spaces that will benefit families all over the province.
0: I mean, one of the pieces of feedback we had on our text line, honestly, was um, one of the ideas brought forward was if there was a way to pay the daycares faster, so they submit their receipts and then they get the money back from the government, if that could speed up in a way, uh, it would make things easier. And some of the feedback was, well, why should daycares get special treatment versus other small businesses? And my response to that was, You know, daycares have to run so that people can go to work, but also in a lot of situations, people are not making a lot of money off this. These people go into childcare and daycare because they love being around our children and they love being an instrumental part of their lives. So I I do think that daycares and childcare centers are a special small business in Alberta.
2: Well, I think our early child care workers absolutely have hearts of gold, and I absolutely appreciate every time I have a chance to walk into a child care facility and you just see the smiles of the workers there as they're looking after our kids. And, and you're absolutely right, uh, Sarah, they, they do play an incredible role in making sure that our children are looked after, and, and I have heard the concerns. About the uh, ensuring that the compensation is there adequately, and and it is something that I'm talking with the ministry about as as one of the ways that we are looking to make it easier to do business here in the province of Alberta. See if there's some red tape reductions we can do, find some business efficiencies, and make sure that those incredible um, childcare entrepreneurs can continue to stay viable and supported and continuously expand. I mean, as part of my mandate we have to be able to open up over 65,000 additional childcare spaces in the next year and a half and to be able to do that we're going to need a lot of motivated and eager childcare operators that are going to have to want to step up to the plate and, and continuously provide some incredible customer service and look at, after our children and so i want to make sure our operators are looked after my door is always open to get that feedback and i uh, you know Improving the system isn't just a, a January 2024 issue. It's going to be something I'm going to be looking at every single day that I'm in uh, this role as the Minister of Children and Family Services.
0: And so final question on that then, because the one other idea from the Association of Alberta Childcare Entrepreneurs, which represents 20,000 different centres in Alberta, was... They said the one very simple solution that could make this so much easier for everyone is if instead of the government paying the operators, the child care centers, if the government would just give the money to the parents and then the parents pay the centers, their claim is that would solve most of the headaches, actually. Is there any chance of looking at that or is that out of the control with the provincial federal agreement? While
2: well, there's some firm um, guardrails set up in the agreement put forth uh, between the federal government and the provincial government um, that we have to be able to adhere to to be able to um, take advantage of those federal dollars. Every chance I have a chance to talk with Minister Suds or, or Minister Gold on the federal level, I'm constantly advocating for more flexibility in the agreement to find out and, and ensure that we can have the, uh, the broadest set of rules that we can use to help support our private entrepreneurs. So um, it, at, at this point, I, I don't see that willingness by the federal government to be able to explore those types of options, but I'm still going to do my best to, to, to talk with them, to look and find consensus with my other provincial uh, counterparts as well. We're all in the same boat. I know when I talk with other provincial ministers, We're all trying to get increased flexibility, um, you know, in terms of the respective agreements that we've each signed with the federal government um, to kind of take into consideration our own provincial and local nuances. So, um, you know, I'm still going to keep trying, but uh, so far, the federal Liberals haven't uh, wanted to uh, provide that type of flexibility, but we're still going to keep trying.
0: Joining us today, really appreciate your time. Minister of Children and Family Services, Cyril Turton. Last question, because I love interesting names. Is there a story behind your first name? Is it a family name?
2: It, it is uh, an original name, that's for sure. So I grew up in small town Saskatchewan, uh, Yorkton to be exact. It's, it's good pierogi country. And so the joke with my uh, family is that I was named after Saskatchewan grain elevators. And Because uh, there was uh, a brand of Grand Elevator called the Searle Grain Elevator. It's a red one. So every time I have family and friends, they travel around flea markets, they get pictures and posters of these old-school Searle Grain Elevators. They always send it to me. But uh, I guess it's a, a nod to my Saskatchewan roots. But I'm I- smiling pretty bad.
0: I love it because my name was the number two name the year I was born. So there are a ton of Sarahs floating around. We're in a little group. So it's a fantastic first name. Just wondered, because when you see it, you think, interesting, Searle, interesting name. Uh, Thank you for your time, Minister. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope you have a fantastic 2024 and the work continues.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Always happy to chat with you, Sarah. Take care.
0: Thanks so much.